Bad boy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You've tuned in live to the Flyer Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I'm your host, as always, Mr. Mark Stewart, sitting here with my partner in crime, as always, Mr. Rob Hunter Jr. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing really, really well. I want to get right into um, a couple of key subjects. You did some quick hitters between our last podcast and this podcast that have really, really amplified some key conversations. Um, and I wanted to give them the the attention that they both deserve because interestingly enough, I think both of them are sort of in the, um, in the moment of what people are talking about. Uh, the first thing I want to get into, you had a, a quick hitter about Kobe Bryant being, people were asking on one of our uh, clips why we weren't including Kobe Bryant in the GOAT conversation. And you have, you have always had some very strong opinions on Kobe. And now the context is different because obviously Kobe is not rid of us, so rest in peace. So this, is a, this conversation is about his game. We're obviously not having any conversations about his life. But I want you to give some context to how you view Kobe's career, where you place him as an all-timer, uh, and why he's not in your uh, uh, in your goal conversation? I want to give you an opportunity to, you know, to expand on the the idea because you you sort of boiled everything down to a minute, but I want you to be able to expand on it. Well, um, I think Kobe Bryant is an all time great, um, and I thought I think that he obviously proved that uh, the years after uh, he played with Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I, so when 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 I when I posted the uh, the promo piece for our goat episode, um, got a lot of spirited uh, comments. You you see Wilt, a lot of people asking how come we didn't include Wilt, Kareem. But one of the the the, the folks that were going pretty hard were uh, the Jordan folks, but the Kobe folks were, were were saying that you know LeBron's not even you know better than Kobe. How is why is Kobe not in this discussion? My response to that was very simply, well, you can't have a guy in the discussion when he, you know, the first part was playing with the finals MVP uh, three years straight and he just wasn't the finals MVP. You know, he was he's been he was the Lakers best player while y'all while y'all were together the entire time. So if you take out the finals when they played together and you just look at their numbers while they played together over 461 games. It's clear that Shaquille O'Neal was the best, was their best player, um, and so that was the context. So when you start talking about, okay, is he, is he the? I, I believe his resume is bolstered by having those three rings and what his role was in in that. Not that it wasn't a obviously a critical or a big piece of what they were doing, but Shaq, Shaq was the was the guy in those in those finals and throughout the season and if, uh, throughout the seasons that they played together. And if you look at Kobe's career after Shaq, that's when his numbers, I believe that's when he started to make his case for who he thought he was when they played together, what his numbers could and should have been, but they just simply weren't. Um, you know, he averaged 21 points a game uh, when they were 21.9, I believe, points a game when they when him and Shaq played together. Shaq averaged 27. The rebounds, obviously, I, I mean, I don't even need to go into that. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like, to say that Kobe Bryant was the second best player you know in try to seem like that's an argument that's not an argument that's a fact he was the second best player on their team while 
uh, him and Shaq were together. And the numbers bear that out, and the results bear that out. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, um, and, and I think it's hard to make a legitimate argument against that. I think what throws people in, or I think maybe what doesn't enter the conversation. And I was when I was thinking about um, this conversation this morning, and like, why don't people factor in? Like, I I think there's this thing called X factors that that happen that are about perception um because sports is largely about perception um it's we remember plays we remember series we remember big shots we remember things and kobe is one of those guys that has a lot of that in his on his plate some with shaq some without shaq um one could argue and i would argue um and this is not against what you said because I think Shaq was an older player and he was a dominant player at a time when the center position was still a uh, an important piece uh, inside presence and Kobe was asked to reduce himself into that role by Phil Jackson um, a lot of people going thank you thank you Mark <laughs> well well I mean I, I think that's true but 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 understand the context of this like Phil and this, I think this sort of expands into a larger conversation about how we see the game before and how we look at guys now. Now everything is individual. Everything is about guys' efficiency, how many points he has. Like, you know, we're, we're stat crazy because of fantasy. We're stat crazy because of so many things. And, like, we don't put emphasis on coaches and team objectives. And one of the things that Phil did, both in Chicago and in L.A., was take these – crazy amounts of personalities and people who had individual feelings about their games and their place in the game and get them to put those things second for the purposes of winning titles. Even Michael, Michael's a guy who could have, you know, averaged 35, 37, 38 every season in his prime. But Phil and the coaching staff was like, no, you got to get people involved. You got to do things. You got to trust your teammates. And I think, that was always the rub between it Kobe. A little, that's going to be a, more, a little bit more LeBron-like, distribute the ball. Well, I don't think it's necessarily about dis- distribution per se, but it's about not feeling like you got to take it on all yourself. Because in those early years, it was like 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 Michael was feeling like it was just me, and it, it probably was just him. And then once Phil was able to go, no, listen, expand, trust these guys, they can do things, then it got better and better. And I think when he got to uh, L.A., that trust was already kind of built in because he had already won it. He had already won it six times. And they were together not winning under Dell Harris, right? Right. So then it was coming in and it was like, okay, I need Kobe. I need your dope, but I need you to do this. You're the young guy. And it was a different, it was a different era, even with the guys coming out of high school, where it was like, you wasn't gonna just turn your team over to an eighteen year old and say, Go have at well, it. You Especially couldn't. not because he wasn't good enough. Well, he wasn't good I mean, enough we to turn don't know. The team if he, we don't do, know if he was good enough. I know because Phil would have said, "Let's Kobe, you do the thing, and then Shaq, you you, nah, you take a step it, back." It if he felt like that was a path nah, to the championship, I, well, because it wasn't an either or thing. It wasn't. Well, you know, we could we could win three with Kobe. No, it, it wasn't. No, like no, no, of course not. I mean, but I think you're. I think you're being a little disingenuous when you say he couldn't have done it. He was 18 years old out of high school at a time when high school players were just coming, so no one was going to say. 
Like, even if you look at his minutes per game, they were like, we're going to bring this guy along slow, regardless of what his skill was. He's probably the second best player on the team the day he got there. But they weren't going to go, here, go play 35 minutes a game. He played, like, when I look at the thing, I think he played, like, 17 minutes a game or something like that his first year. But it wasn't because he couldn't handle it. It was like, obviously he could, but he had to, the coach was like, there is something bigger that we're after here, and it's not you getting your game off. Like, now it's like, you get a kid, they're going to throw him in there, they're going to give him minutes, and they'll even send a veteran home to give him your minutes. That wasn't going to happen in those days, and it wasn't going to happen with that team's personnel and that coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, So I think that, that, that offers context to this is what he did first year, this is what he did second year. Like, it wasn't like Kobe was on some – like, everybody knew the prospect that he was. One of the great prospects to come out as a high school player – and his ascension was what everybody projected, or most everybody projected. Yeah, but I think you, you had guys like Trace McGrady came in, they start, they play big minutes. Kevin Garnett, you come in, you start, you play big minutes. Kobe just wasn't ready. His game wasn't ready. He even admitted that. He admitted he didn't, he didn't have the strength. He didn't have the – particularly in his legs. And you saw him, those other guys. And you saw him in big moments come up short, particularly there was obviously a, there was we remember a big, that. Yeah, we but remember, that, we yeah. remember that. So, so you just – you literally could not give him the team because the team well, would have yeah, found but you wouldn't. But so you, you literally not, but you couldn't do it and expect to win a championship. Exactly, but I think that's the case for every high school player, including LeBron. Hence, that's why Shaq was, was their best player the entire time they were together. Right, but I, but I also say part so, of that is, yes, you can look back and go, okay, yeah, statistically, he was, he was an older player at a dominant center time and at a time when the coach was going – this is what we want to run, and this is how we want to run it, and this is what we will lead us to victory, and it did. So it's almost like like I'm not going to penalize his perception as a player because he was able to fit within a team within a team concept of what the coach was asking I don't to do. think it's penalizing. We're just talking about in respect – at least I'm not. We're just talking about within respect to the GOAT conversation. That's, that's yeah. all. I don't think – and, I, and I, I think people who – really rock hard for Kobe. They seemingly all are Laker fans. <laughs> but but I and I'm saying they, they see they, they take they take on the the narrative that, oh, if he's not in the conversation, you know, you're disrespecting Kobe. I saw that a lot. And I I, I don't think that at all. I think I think what Kobe did, particularly after Shaq, was like cemented his legacy as one of the NBA all time greats. And that's how I feel. I will say this though. Um I think that in my humble opinion, I think Kobe was the reason that they won. I don't think, in you know, and I know Shaq has become very sensitive uh, in his later years, but the, the issues that Kobe had with Shaq that have come out subsequently, Shaq was, Shaq wanted to rap. He wanted to make movies. Like, Kobe rapped. Like, yeah, but, but Shaq placed it in a different priority. Like, the biggest issue that Kobe and Shaq had is Shaq didn't work hard enough. He didn't stay in the gym. He didn't stay in shape. He got progressively worse and worse in terms of his conditioning at times when Kobe wanted to ratchet it up, get in the gym more, and do more. I think it was the engine of Kobe Bryant that drove them across all Kobe's championships. I believe that because we've seen Shaq before and he didn't win. And we saw him after when he had another player like Dwayne Wade to drive. But it wasn't a situation where I felt like Shaq had the seriousness where he was ever going to anchor a team uh, unless he had another like really, really 
almost equal level player. And it certainly wasn't going to be his work ethic that pushed the team across. Like when you look at great champions and like not just some one-time champions, but you look at great multiple champions, they're, they're the guys who drive it, the Currys, the, the James, the Jordans. These are guys that are relentless about their preparation to get back and to be motivated athletically, not with all of the things that go on around the court. And I think that was way more Kobe than it was Shaq. It may have been, but it was his 37 points and what? 14 rebounds a game. Yeah, listen, nobody listen, you know me. I'm never I'm never one to take anybody's how much work. I don't take anybody's stuff uh accomplishments off the board. But I also think that when you've watched and you know, like, and you have the ability to be able to look at Shaq's career as a whole, Shaq could have got and we talked about this like years ago. Shaq got probably the least out of his gifts. Of what he could have got, he could have been the least. Oh he got yeah, four championships. The but, least, but he could have had eight. The least though, yeah. Like I mean, Shaq, Shaq. The least. I personally think four champions. That's a lot of championships. When you Ma. think about when you think about his <laughs> dominance, when you think about Shaq's dominance, he oh. left. He could have been a way better rebounder. I, those those rebound numbers that he got in the finals, he could have averaged that for a career. I think. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's that's fair. I mean, he and he averaged close to well, not close. I think it was eleven. Um, yeah, and but, he takes a lot of pride in. And I think this is the point you're making. He takes a lot of pride in when it was when the game was on. I was the man. I don't think anyone's going to argue that Shaq was was a was a vision of fitness. You know, I, in the early years he was a specimen. Well, but that's because he that was his his metabolism. Like <laughs> he had yeah. nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I think you know that bared out as you know his, yeah. his 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 career went on. And I think that Kobe's frustrations were were correct. Yeah. I agree that Shaq should have come into training camp. I think Shaq maybe has admitted as much if I'm not mistaken. Um but we, but the, but but to bring it back to where we were. Yeah. The, it was just within context about being the goal. I think to me I think that Kobe is I put him somewhere around the D Wade uh you know in D Wade's category. That that's why I Yeah, I I say for me um he's definitely not the goat. And you know, I mean he's not in the conversation like for me. But that's not being disrespectful, and I think no, that's no, no, the no. Thing. I'm not trying to disrespect. That's that. the I just, thing that like people maybe, were like having a heart attack on all of. Well, <laughs> I just maybe I think maybe what I agree with is like you know how like you get the answer and then like then you see the work. I maybe yeah. not agree with the work on how you got to the answer. Yeah, that's but fair. I think we're both at the same point. I don't see him as a goat, but I think he's. I put him higher than a lot of people because, in fairness, there's a lot of people who agree with you. Like there's not like you're not out on some island. They not in my comments. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not you're not you're not you're not Nick writing it right now where you're out on some island alone. Like there's a lot of people who agree that Kobe may be borderline top ten. Like 10, 11, 12. Somewhere around there. That, right. That's where I have him. I have, I have actually I have Steph Curry ahead of him. Yeah, well now we have to really have a real conversation yeah. about Steph. Um but I put Kobe a little bit higher because I believe that Kobe was an engine, whether he was the leading scorer or not, I believe he was the engine to a five-time champion. And I put a lot of emphasis on winning. Hey, I ain't here. I, I ain't here to argue with you today. Um, what, 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 what else do you want to do? You, you want to turn the cameras off and argue, argue now? <laughs> <laughs> we got the cameras on now. Go for I it. I just, I think, I think, I think Shaq, I think Shaq was was the was the guy. Um, and Shaq was the man. Yeah, I just wish Shaq would have done more. Shaq could have had like a he could have had a Wilt Chamberlain type 
Well, yes, in a in a real league. Right. Yeah, in, in a, a, in in a, a wider with, league, with a black 30 people, team, when you a 30 against team a lot of league, black and, yeah. and you're not – like, Wilt was like the only guy his size and athleticism yes, at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Wilt was competing against, uh, like, you know, you know, Stanley. Yeah, I mean, and just a lot of guys. I mean, the game has, has evolved. Starting at center, Stanley Milliken. <laughs> Six um, one. And I, I think that's a good a good place to to evolve this conversation or to to move this conversation a little bit because in another post that you had, which is also getting a lot of um, I want to say negative attention, but attention. <laughs> People are taking issue. Um, and this one's interesting because it, I think it's the same thing. I don't disagree with your your end result, but I don't like how you work the math. You said, and I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase this. You said that, um, and Scotty, for whatever it's worth, too. I'm jumping all over. <laughs> Scotty Pippen said yesterday on the uh, on the um, summer league telecast, effectively what you said. Players today are better, more skilled, uh, bigger, stronger, faster means better, basically, which is effectively what you said. Um, now you made the argument. And this is the issue that I have. You made the argument that guys that played in the previous era would be G leaguers, that Joe Dumars, particularly you said Joe Dumars, would be in the G League. And I thought that was you went full Nick Wright on that one. I like first um, off, I like Nick Wright. Nick Wright's a prick. Secondly, Joe Dumars would have been in the G League if he was lucky. If he was lucky. <laughs> I mean, I I don't see like Joe Dumars looked like he played he played saxophone full time. <laughs> like and he then he came. To the, he do kind of look like, like the dude that was the manager of the Five Heartbeats, yeah. and, and then would go play sax on the, on the you know when he remember when he got hit by the remember when my man got hit by the truck yeah yeah he the managed manager, the Five Heartbeats yeah, yeah he, he looked exactly five, like yeah, him yeah he's kind of guy he gave you that vibe like <laughs> like he did go down to the club get a cognac and sit in with the band yeah yeah he did not, look like but he can play ball game, though after the game but joking ball there, I'm not go listen he go to his real gig I, I feel crazy as a Chicago Bullpen. Sitting here in defense of a Detroit Piston, and I almost like I can almost hear my brothers like when they see this, gonna call me like, "What, what you doing?" But I have to defend Joe Mark, Joe Dumars. Like I'm not gonna just was he president like, of the Players Association for a while? Yeah, and he was a, he was a GM. He actually McNeese drafted State. He, McNeese he State. drafted Darko Milicic. Your guy. It's going to be better than LeBron. Get the fuck out of here. It's going to be better than LeBron. Nobody said it was ridiculous. He playing against grown men. LeBron playing against kids. We dispelled it. We We did not say it. Nobody nobody said said that. that. Nobody said that. When when did anybody say he was going to be better than LeBron? We had a technology. When did anybody say he was going to be better than LeBron? We had a technology. We had a dictaphone, but that was it. That was for melodies. I should have got you on. I should have held it right there. Nobody would say that. He playing against grown Go ahead. Have, have your way. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Write, write it out. Sigh. Um, <laughs> but but the, the Dumars thing is just too far. But I'm going to let you have a stage and explain explain the whole scope of the whole argument so our listeners can understand what you put into the, the quick hitter one minute. But expand on that the okay. same way you did the Kobe so, thing. All right. So so what, what, what really got me going was Cedric Maxwell uh, talking about uh, during the – it was a pregame during the finals basically saying that if Draymond would have would have tried those tactics uh, back when he was playing, he would have gotten knocked out. And I was like, was Cedric when he, was Cedric Maxwell played? He was six eight, two hundred pounds. That that's that's the body mass index of a five foot one, hundred pound woman. So and 
Draymond Green, 6'6", 6'7", 240. If he was going to get knocked out, Cedric Maxwell wasn't going to be the one doing the knocking Cornbread. out. Cornbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cornbread. He need to eat some cornbread. Yeah. I know he had a great career, you know, Finals MVP. I got you. But what all I'm saying is that you, we're talking about players who are again bigger, stronger, faster. And by all in by all accounts, you you want to name the metric. I mean, you look at the Olympics. You look at all these records are being broken. They're faster. They're lifting more weight. They're jumping higher. And you have now you have guards who are playing above the rim, whether it's Deontay Murray or John Moran. I mean, these guys are – they're just bigger, stronger, faster, more skilled. And and, and able to use science – And nutrition. And nutrition and, to their benefit to expand on what their capabilities are. And one of the are. knocks was, one again, in our comments about the GOAT, that LeBron would not have been able to survive in that era. I'm so, so you're telling me a guy who was bigger than, than Michael, stronger theoretically than Michael, wouldn't have been able to take – the pounding that Michael or any of the other players, the great players would have taken back. So like, I just, I took exception to that. And these guys for all now and every, for going in the street corner, man, these young boys now, they more wild than ever. They'll shoot you. So these people coming from a more, uh, more violent circumstances, more impetuous circumstances, all of a sudden wouldn't be able to survive somehow in a more simpler time. And I just feel like, I felt like that was ridiculous. I felt like the guys, the read was the league, was more physical back then. That much cannot be argued. But right. that's because the rules were different. The, the flagrant foul didn't come into existence until the 90-91 season. You could literally, if there was a if there was a fight on the floor, it was just you, a common foul. Well, 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 but you could come off the bench and get you a couple of licks in, yeah. and and they did, and they did. You look at you remember they the didn't Jeff, stop doing that until they didn't put that rule into the malice of the palace. Yeah, uh, and you remember the Jeff Van Gundy fight? Yeah, with Jeff Van Gundy's holding on to the yeah, guy. I think it was malice of the palace. No. Maybe 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 it was the. The Alonzo, that was think, Alonzo Mourning, where, where they said and you couldn't now, come off yeah, the bench. If you, yeah, if you step foot on the floor, you're it's subject a, to a suspension yeah. and a fine. And yeah. it's it's a hard rule again. They go back and look at the footage on that. So yeah. these guys, they're, they're just playing within the confines of the rule. And, and if and if you you let you put them in a time machine, you drop them back in the 1985 game, they would adjust. They, they would adjust to the rules. And the only thing, the only thing that I would say, again, against, I, I, it's one of those things where I'm not really arguing because I think you're making clear – um, very clear logical points. What I would add to it is that I think it works in reverse. I think if you took players that were great players then and dropped them into today, I'm not saying all of them would be able to adjust, but a lot of them would be able to adjust Absolutely. to the game that's way no, played today. Would. Magic would yeah. have been, still been great. Bird yeah. would have still been great. And that's, Michael that's why, obviously would have yeah, still been and that, great. That's why sometimes the the, the sweeping but the, the argument generalizations. Never, but the argument is never the other way. That's why I felt like I needed to make the point. Right. You know, because I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? LeBron is like Draymond. These, these guys, Steph Curry would still be, Kyrie, these guys still be warming their asses up even worse. So I, I feel like I just felt like it's always like that. Like guys always feel like back in their time when they was moving around, when they were cool, yeah. that it was better back then. And it, and, it, and it just wasn't. Well, I think and I tell this to in the music context, um, being in the music industry, you know, we have the same conversations like, you know, hip hop guys ain't, ain't nobody rapping. You ain't rapping like they used yeah. to. OK. But then it's like when you go back and listen, some of it doesn't. It doesn't age yeah. as well. Some does, some doesn't. That disco rap. You know what I mean? Hip, like hop, a hip hip. Like he's hey, I'm sorry, Rapper Delight is not better than any song Kendrick Lamar's ever put out. I'm just I'm just saying that. I'm just And again, I think and it's I not. think I think the and I, I think what's fair about your comment is I don't know who would argue that. But the sweeping 
it was better then or it's better now or it's better now or it's better then. It's that's what's wrong. In well, the to argument. me, it's irrelevant because you need them both. You need well, you, you would, yeah, you never get Kendrick. Like. You would never get to Kendrick Lamar if you didn't have that moment. Yes, you know that's why that record's important. But we're not going to sit here and pretend like the bars were yeah, the, the sickest. Yeah, like he was. Like, what are we talking about? You know what I mean. So, I, yeah. I think it's I think it's always a little bit, and you know, it's the barbershop. Jay Z's better than Rakim. I'm sorry. Jay Z's better than Rakim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, New York. I know if y'all are passing. But they out are right New now. York. They both New no, York. Yeah, but I'm saying, but but you find people like like Rakim, like no one's ever been better. Like, no, nah, Jay Z's better. You know. Well, I think I think what I think what happens you know? too is things have oh, a blasphemous right now. So he I think what, I think there's sentimentality too that goes in that I think has to be factored in, and I think this is what what I was saying earlier about when you start to look at people's careers as a whole is how many of those moments in time are locked in with the audience, whether it's uh, Dr. J's cradle dunk, which maybe is not as spectacular athletically today as it was in 83 when he did it. But in that moment when he did it, it was like you jumped off your couch. You know, it was like, it's one of those, I remember where I was when I saw that or him going under the basket yes. with the thing. It's like, yep. those are iconic moments. And I think when we look back, we're always going to remember that versus a player's efficiency rating or particularly when they, because that was in a final. Well, in their projecting, and, and, and right, was, they're connecting their feelings right. to that moment. Right. And it brings back nostalgia and it was better then. And that was back when I, you know, yeah. I, I was dating this girl and she was so fine. Yeah. I and I had on. a leather jacket and a curl. <laughs> and the members only. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but I will say this, though. That matters. I think that's a factor. I think how we see it and how we remember it. We, re <laughs> we remember Dr. J so fondly. I don't know what he scored points and per game. We should and I remember him. He, he's deserving of yeah. all of the fondness. So when he, people go, Dr. J was better than Iceman Gervin, it really probably had to do with just those moments on those stages, even though Iceman probably had more points per game. He might have been more efficient. He maybe had more rebounds. Maybe I don't he didn't. Even know. But the point is, we never saw Iceman in that moment that we saw Dr. J. And even a little bit before my time, definitely before your time. When he was playing on the Nets against the, oh, the, the Trailblazers and you know in the ABA mm -hmm. and it was going crazy, you know, making all kinds of ridiculous plays. But he was like the guy; he was the showman of the league, and that's what I think. That's what people why people remember that moment. Or Jim Brown. We talk about Jim Brown all the time, but it's lore. You know what I mean? Or it's like Gail said, totally lore. You know, and but yes. I think that matters. I think that matters. Like when you start because when you get away from the the record books and you just remember moments. Those are the things that stick with you. They do, but it doesn't translate to better. That's the that's the only thing. Yeah, well, I'm you got to like, be able to have the conversation yeah, in the context by simply saying, "For me, this guy was the greatest guy." Well, okay, it, it, okay, I, I and, and I, I can I will context because you're the king of context. Yes, and and we and it's sorely needed. I'll say this: Tupac is my favorite rapper. He ain't better than Drake. But I, but you wanted my favorite, right. and I think people get their favorite confused with, the Kobe, with the best. Right. Yeah, Kobe may be your favorite. Yes, he ain't the goat. Right, and I think it's very fair, especially if you're from the West Coast. If Kobe, Kobe was your favorite, like I'm not gonna like who he am would I? Be my favorite. Yeah, like Kobe, Kobe got down. Hey, like yeah, man, if Kobe, Kobe signed with the Hawks today, I he would be see? my favorite. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, we got a spot open. That's all I'm saying. Listen, 
real quick. I take them right now. Well, <laughs> real quick before we get out of here. Um, have you have you been able to watch or uh, click in uh, any of the summer league? Because I don't know if you realize how big of the like a issue the summer league has become. It's like it's it's almost like a, a unofficial NBA convention. All the guys come out. It's getting you know, more media, I think, than ever well, before. But, but and I'm the games are on saying, TV. Well, the games are on TV, but it's almost like the things going on around. Like LeBron's out there. You feel like the GMs are out there making deals, trying to fill out their rosters. I mean, one of the things that I saw that I thought was super dope, like nine of my Bulls were out there together. It was like it was like an AAU team waiting for their game. It was like Lonzo, DeRozan, Patrick Williams. It was like nine of the dudes, and they all sitting together on the first row watching the young fellas like play. And I, I like that. That was good for me to see in terms of camaraderie. Sure. And 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 then the thing is, it's not just like the the guys fighting for jobs that are showing up. LeBron is out there. LeBron, which I thought was super dope. LeBron brought his own snacks. He had a Ziploc bag with his own snacks. They say he's notoriously cheap. I don't know if this is true or not, but they say he's notoriously cheap. And if he was doing that, if he was doing it for nutrition, I get it. But if he was doing it because he didn't want to spend no money in Vegas, that's hilarious. Well, they say they say that he's been doing that since AAU. Oh, really? Um, Just because, packing his own lunch? Well, because health reasons. Like yeah. he didn't, like uh, Kendrick Perkins tells a story. He played uh, on his AAU team for one season. He was like, you know, you be you're at the uh, you're at the, these complex gyms yeah. for long periods of time. He said, why everybody else up in McDonald's? Yeah, you know, he got his own Ziploc bags of fruit. You know that he's eating throughout the day. He yeah. said, "This one, this dude, man, was 15 years old." That's why his body looked like it does, and that's why mine. I was, like I was this. at the, I was at the McDonald's table. I was totally at the. I McDonald's. was at McDonald's yeah. table. Can I get a super size? <laughs> I was over there with McDonald's. Dude, no, a super size, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for the hot fries. I'll wait the two minutes. Real fat boy stuff. <laughs> Who don't man? The real fries coming up out that grease boy. When they put right. it in, and they just keep doing like the this. Right the right amount salt. of salt just yeah, running yeah. your blood pressure up. Boy, yes. And you, you, you get even it, you your chi- Even your childhood <laughs> pressure, like 140 over <laughs> 100, you know what I mean? As a kid. <laughs> you can, you, but you can feel the heat yeah. through the red through box. Through the red box. No, that's real. But nah, man, um, Chet came out quick, had a big game initially. Two duds after that. And then, yeah, two duds. But I think I think that happens a lot in uh, in, in summer league. It's, I, I, it's yeah, that I, much to glean put, from it. You don't put too much stock no. in, in any of that stuff outside of, I, I, if, if anything, I thought that it was a, you know, it showed a good sign for the OKC, for OKC yeah. that they got a player. I, I thought it was dope too that they they had Giddy play summer league. Because like a lot of guys who have that, have guys that played as many minutes, they just let them sit out. But I'm like, Y'all got a young team. Let them go play. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. fresh legs. Let them go play. Well, you, you you would think, but a lot of times, man, I mean, these NBA coaches, man, and these staffs, sometimes they just they they, they get caught in trends, and I yes. think that you have to sometimes break those if you want to, you know, start something new. Like like for instance, like with the minutes rotation, like a lot of times, man, they'll they, you know if it's, if it's let's say Lonzo's time to sit, you know, and, and, yeah, they're, sit and, and no they're in the middle of a the run, they're yeah. in the middle of a run, like yeah. hey, yeah. hey, wait a minute, yeah. we. <laughs> something going well, I thought I thought that the Bulls should have played Ayo DeSumo uh, in summer league. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I yeah. mean, he can, and don't oh, get me he wrong. Played, yo, he, he carried a lot of minutes and played very well. In the second half well. of the season especially, yeah. 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 And, and played very well, but I would have had him out there with the new wing and, and Marco uh, Saminovich or whatever. And like, man, those are the, that was your class. You go play with them. Hey, speaking of Minovich, man, y'all think y'all, y'all going to get Darko back after what? <laughs> we thank y'all for tuning in to listen to Stat Lines Matter. You can, we ask you to like, subscribe, and get the notifications on our, on our YouTube channel. Also, follow us across all of our 
uh, social media platform at Statlines Matter on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and uh, what's the other one? YouTube. Instagram. Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, all of them. Hey, you didn't put anything on SoundCloud lately? Nah, SoundCloud, we out of that. We out of, <laughs> okay. that. We out of SoundCloud. Um, and, of course, where any audio podcast is found, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, any other place. Uh, our iHeartRadio. We, we syndicated. Syndicatable. We are not. We're not on iHeart? Not yet, but we're going to be. And Spotify. We on there? Nah, we're going to be on all that, though. XM, Sirius XM, all Sirius that. Sirius XM. We, Coming to yeah. a Sirius XM, XM channel to hey, near hey, you very soon. Hey, we're taking bids now. Exactly. The lines get are in, open. Get, 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 get in early. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, nah, but I want to, um, I'm glad you got an opportunity to to really expound. Because I actually think you, you, you have some forward thoughts on that. And like I said, a lot of people agree with you on the Kobe thing. But we are definitely not one of those people who sit back and go, Oh, it was better before, or it's better now. I think we, I think context is everything. I think there are certain players. You know, LeBron James is an any era player, but no one can argue that the things that these guys are doing today, and the skills that they're bringing. This kid that's coming out from France, that's going to be the number one pick. Oh yeah, the, this kid's yeah, like yeah. from all estimates is seven four, seven five, point guard skills, eight feet worth the arms. Tray, the, the the tray be falling, the mid range is solid, the handles you got the ball on the string. It's like it's like if you had endless uh, VC on two K, yeah, you could just continue, you just buy max the player yeah, out. Yeah, and it's like that's what's happening right now, and we're seeing it in real time, and you see it because you're on the circuit, you're on the AAU circuit, and you see these kids that are 15 years old, they're six eight, they're six seven with point guard skills and, and wing skills. They, and yes, and they and all the swag. Yeah. Like all the swag and all the all the pageantry that comes around a huge social media following. Yeah. And they're kids. Yeah. But the business that I, I believe now through, you know, again LeBron and uh some other players that have come after, you, they're starting to recognize the power of social media and what that business um and there's one player in particular that gets $30,000 just to show up. Just yes, yeah. I mean and it's illegal, but he's getting thirty k yeah. to show up to your tournament. Yeah, and he'll play in two tournaments in the same city that weekend to get that bag. Sixty grand. I love it. Well, listen, I I don't have an issue with that, even though it 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 um uh, it sort of pushes at the idea of amateurism, which we've had that conversation on another podcast. He already and got I, his nail did. And and I want to. I actually want to revisit our discussion that we had from a couple years on amateurism as well. And I want to see Let's you change it. your mind a little bit on that. Let's do it. So listen, I know we went a little bit over, but we thank you for tuning in. This is Statlines Man. I'm Mark Stewart, Rob Hunter. Peace. Bad boy. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face.